What's going on, you guys? I hope everybody's doing super, super well. Welcome back to this, then, those listeners. I know it's been a little bit over the week, but it's worth the wait, especially if you are into my garage sale episodes, my sports card episodes. This one's going to be a little bit different than usual. I'm talking to a guy that works with with Gary V. That's right. You heard right. Works with Gary V. Um, pretty sure he's like the producer. I should know that. I'm going to ask him. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about Pokemon card flipping and whatever else comes to mind. No intro today. No uh, ads, I should say. But today we have... Dustin, not Justin, on Instagram. And let's just get into this. I know you're gonna dig this. Pump up the volume, 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 pump up the volume. Alrighty, everybody. I am going to give him a call, and we will be right back. Alrighty, so I'm joined from Japan with uh, <laughs> with, with Dustin, not Justin. Um, how's everything been going with you? Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude. Thanks for thanks for giving some time to do this. Um, so first off, explain. Um, Explain kind of more about you, like what you do. Um, so I guess I'll be mainly known as a videographer for Gary V, a.k.a. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, in my personal life, uh, I've been a BMX rider since I was 12, so that's like a million years ago. <laughs> um, uh, Muay Thai enthusiast. And I guess I'm a Honda car enthusiast also. Okay. I um I saw you were watching the UFC on your Instagram. Yeah. Who uh <laughs> who are like your 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 favorites? Um I, guess, I mean there's there's like a bunch in different um weight classes, I guess. Right, but right, right. The first uh one that comes to mind right now is uh Kumara Uzman. Oh my yeah. Um, I I always liked Tyron Woodley, but then his last two fights were very disappointing. I'm with you 100. percent Um, I like Max Holloway, but I mean his last fight I think it was a lot better than the ones before that. Like, I think he's really improved. Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were gonna say Stepe because I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think, I think Steve, yeah, I was gonna say Steve A, but like for some reason, like just went out of my head. Especially since he's like uh, working with Maynard Sports now. I saw that. That's that's awesome. For yeah, it's I so mean, cool. it's it's really awesome for him because he's an awesome dude. Um, yeah. Fun little fun fact: the first sports card that I bought was a PSA nine patch auto of Steve A. I, I didn't even know they had those. Yeah, 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 they do. They do, and I got it. <laughs> awesome. 
Send me a, send me a photo of that later. I will for sure. Yeah, I will. Um, so mainly, I brought you on here to talk some Pokemon cards, which uh, yes. I, I would assume for most of my listeners, honestly, that they're going to be like, "What the hell is he doing now?" Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I always talk about you know like garage sales, and I've been in the like sports card since honestly like two or three summers ago when I heard uh, Gary talking about the, the Giannis cards. Mm. So that's kind of what got me back into it. Um, I've But I've secretly always been into Pokemon, like under the radar, but I was like, ah, that's kind of dorky. I don't want to let people know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to- I, I hear you. Were, you. were you always into Pokemon or? No, that's a, that's a funny thing. Like, not really. Um, I remember watching the cartoon when I was – I think around 14. Okay. And it was so, it was on in the morning so early. Like I, I didn't have time. Like I was like, I'm not waking up this early to watch this. Like I want all the sleep I can and I'm, I'm going to have to go to school. So I barely caught any episodes and then wasn't really into it. Like after that. And then when Pokemon go came out, wasn't really into that either. Not because I thought Pokemon was dorky. I just, I'm just kind of a weirdo where I like kind of don't like things that are in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least during then, like I'm not really, I don't really care about that stuff anymore. But like, I was very like against mainstream stuff at the time. Right, so, like, like hipsterish. Yeah, in a way, like I just like everyone was doing it, so I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Right, because yeah. like everyone else was, so I'm always been like that kind of. Um, so I wasn't really into it then either. I mean, I, I saw, like, friends playing, and I actually thought it was... I just thought it was cool, like, the interface and all of the game itself was really cool. But, yeah, I wasn't really into it. And then, I think right before quarantine, um, I think Gary was looking into Pokemon stuff, mm-hmm. but not super heavy yet. Like, he was just... I think he was just kind of doing his own research and just, like, seeing what how it was going. Right. And then um, his, like... His his admin Lou, he's like he does a card talk podcast with Tyler, mm-hmm. and he, he's really into cards. And he was also telling me like, yeah, you, everyone should be going into Pokemon right now. And I was like, interesting, but like I didn't really like take it seriously. And then so like I could have jumped in the, into this way earlier, but yeah. then um, once we were start doing like tea with Gary B, and Gary was like kept pushing me to buy sports cards and then i was like i'm looking i'm looking into pokemon man (laughs) very good and then so i did like a probably like a couple weeks of research as far as like i wasn't really sure what to look for as far as pokemon cards yeah and then made my first purchase july 5th of this year and then but like right before that is when i really like started learning more about it got it getting into it was that um, the um was that the shadowless char charmander that you got yeah oh well the first card i got was uh first edition shadowless uh squirtle psa 10 jeez you went with the heat right out the gate (laughs) yeah i figured (laughs) because like i was i guess i was kind of thinking i might as well go all out if i'm getting one yeah like i didn't want to settle for a nine yeah i wanted a ten um especially because I'm, i was kind of just thinking like more of like the casual buyer like what would they want i feel like a, a normal person doesn't want to settle for 
just the nine. Like they want the ten. So yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I should go with the ten because if if it's worth anything, like at the time I had no idea. Um, I figured like people are going to probably want the perfect card, not right. the second perfect card. Um, but yeah, as far as like getting into Pokemon, um, really didn't until June of this year, and then started getting obsessed once I like started realize like learning more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's addicting. For sure. Yeah. It's for yeah. sure and, addicting. And it was really intimidating at first just because, like, there was so many different oh variable variances and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to focus on 1999 because I just figured that's what most people grew up with. Like, my girlfriend, she, she was a huge Pokemon fan, like, in her entire life. Mm-hmm. And she even, like, she booked brought out some old cards that she had and I was like alright I was looking at them I'm like this looks I mean I figured that if she had these cards and probably most other people have this like era of oh, cards right. and uh, or had them as they were when they were a kid yeah so I figured I'm gonna focus on that and then also I just started talking to Lou more and he was pretty much focused on that era also so I was like alright I'm gonna concentrate on this year because it just seems the most i I just want to take one step at a time yeah so Um, are you are you like strictly vintage because i saw you had the shiny charmander too or do you do you go for any of the newer cards so mainly vintage like the 1999 ones and like the first edition and all that stuff the base sets but i started watching like another youtube channel like i just i just randomly searched like most underrated youtube or uh pokemon cards Uh uh-huh came across this channel and this guy was like just talking about these certain cards and i was like all right maybe maybe, i was like maybe there's something here so then i just took a risk and just bought um a hidden fates it's charmander 2019 for ps psa 10 it was like 150 um and then a couple of japanese ones because it was still it was all on that list and it was like ones that i thought looked cool so i figured even if they tank like at least i like them right like that's kind of like the mindset i was going in with it um but yeah i think that's all i have as far as newer cards just that one hidden fates and like a couple japanese ones yeah i mean so like back to what you said about how it's almost overwhelming i so like i collected all the way through like the um the neo sets like basically right before it wasn't wizards of the coast making it and it was nintendo right. and then i got back into it maybe two or three years ago like like lightly because i saw one of the youtubers i i used to watch it was named david parody he uh he was opening up cards and i was like oh my god that took me back to being 12 years old opening packs and i was like man i, I i'm gonna go buy a couple packs and then <laughs> Now it's like the like you know the full out art cards. There's secret rares, and it's like uh, it it was so much to take in, and like that entire gap between you know the year 2000 and 2017, it was yeah. just like what the heck happened. <laughs> but like yeah, I'm I'm more focused, I guess, on on the vintage for the nostalgia for myself which is also like i mean that's kind of what's fueling part of the market is you know the guys that are in their 20s and 30s that want those cards again yeah 
But yeah, that's that's exactly why. Like, I figured our age group that can afford to like actually buy cards right. like this at this price, it would just it just made more sense to me. But at the same time, like I went to Target a couple like a month ago mm-hmm. and looking for newer cards just because I was curious because I wanted to see how much they were. Right. Um, like packs, and there's just like this ten year old kid comes up next to me and he's like, "Can you grab those cards for me?" I'm like, "Which ones?" <laughs> Like darkness ablaze. I'm like, because he couldn't reach. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? I, yeah, I was like, what's what, what what's special about these? Like, what's great about these? And he's like, yo, these are the best ones that they have here. I'm like, interesting. So then, like, it's it was just so fascinating that like someone that was so young was like also looking into cards. And then he's like, yeah, look at look at he like pulled them out of his pocket. Like he he just carries them with him like a whole deck. That's hilarious. Because I was totally that kid. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, whoa. It was just so interesting because of his age. Like, I didn't, I mean, I knew, like, younger kids, like, Pokemon, obviously. But I was just surprised that he was, like, card collecting also at at that age. And I was like, oh, okay, there's something going on here. (laughs) Were his parents like, hey, why are you talking to my 12-year-old kid? No, I didn't even know who they were. Like, they they just kind of left. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. With, um... With what you were saying about like people wanting the PSA 10 versus the 9, do you think that the PSA 10s are going to get so outrageous that like looking into right now, like the 8s or 9s, yeah. that those are, are like a long-term play? I'm already seeing it. Really? Um, yeah, like the 10s are just all in the thousands. Mm-hmm. And... I was, I, I've, I've just been watching like everything, pretty much everything. I put everything on my eBay watch list just to see how much they sell for, if they sell. And I'm seeing a lot of um, PSA 8s, 7s. Like, really? Char- yeah, they're selling. Like, th- I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying like there's any value in it in the future. But right. people are definitely buying it right now. I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know what the reasoning is, but they are selling for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it makes sense because it's just like, like for me personally, I like I can't, I can't go spend a thousand dollars on a card. Totally. So, and I, yeah, and, I completely like, understand. For my personal, like, like how you were saying, you buy the cards that you like. So even if they don't sell, you still have them. Like, right. I have like, you know, the, that promo Mew, it's like a PSA nine. I have a couple other cards, like shadowless cards that are PSA eights. And it's just like. I enjoy them. I bought them when they were, you know, ten freaking dollars a piece. <laughs> so like, I, I I had no risk really. Um, what do you think of the idea? This <laughs> it might sound like a bad idea at first, but hear me out. Getting a PSA one through ten of a certain card for like a display case, like this is this really wouldn't be. I don't think you'd make much money off of selling that, but like. You know how Gary's always talking about the guy that has the display case with his best twenty five hundred cards or whatever. Um, having like you know, so say say you said your first one was Squirtle, the PSA ten. Yeah. And then you get the nine, the eight, the set all the way to one for like you know for your display case. Right. I th- I think there is something with that. I don't think it's a huge command uh, demand for it, but like I was watching uh, this YouTube guy TCA Gaming mm-hmm. and. She has Charizards from one to ten, and I was like, "That's interesting." Right. Um, it's like to me, as like a casual, 
pretty much, a, I'm like, I would consider myself like a casual fan, I guess. Yeah. I would kind of be like, uh, that's crazy. Like, What's the why do you need, <laughs> like, why do you need that for? But, right. but at the same time, I do understand just cause like, I guess it's just a version of every single of that card. So yeah. I get it. It's just, I personally won't do that because that's just a lot of money. Yeah, I'd that's also have, true. Yeah, I'd rather have either good inventory or just a good variety. Yeah. That's just me, though. Three PSA 10s versus 10 yeah, of every, like every... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd rather have every single PSA 10 right. versus, like, f- five cards from 1 to 10 type of thing. Yeah, those, those things get so freaking pricey, though. Yeah, um, sure. Throughout, like, this couple month period that you've had what do you think is like the worst part of the pokemon community um i don't know i haven't really seen anything like bad it's just uh i've seen like a lot of stupid moves to be honest like um like people overpaying that's when, yeah. like when there's like a buy it now for cheaper it's like what what, what are you doing here right <laughs> like, right, right why right. are you paying more like yeah. <laughs> but, but i think it's just like that I guess that thrill of the auction that people are kind of like getting lost yeah. in. Um, and I, I get the understanding behind it, but I, from, a, from coming from a really cheap person, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that. No, like, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like, like I, I'm the guy that looks for the, the auction ending in a few hours and I'll lowball them. <laughs> like, yeah, me, me too, man. I'll give like, you, I'll give you $3. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I just figured we're second. Like there was actually one, there was a Squirtle PSA 10, same card that my first card, mm-hmm. and someone started the listing at like three dollars. Oh my god! And some someone already bid on it, and I I wasn't sure why they did three dollars. I thought maybe they just didn't know what they had, so I just I messaged them like I'll give you eight fifty for it right now, <laughs> and then they were like LOL two thousand five hundred. Oh, oh my like, god! <laughs> and I get it, like. You okay? You know what you're doing, but then I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna take a shot and see what's shot in the dark and see what happens here. Like he laughed at me, like thinking I insulted him, which uh-huh. is fine. <laughs> but like I, I just took a shot. I was like, fuck it. Because <laughs> if you what if you said yes, and I would be like, whoa, that was right, good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll give you eight fifty. That's hilarious. What um, what do you look for? Like when you're picking out the cards, like anything other than just something that you enjoy as well. Um, so like my process has kind of changed where I was like maybe in July and August, I was going more for a variety, Mm -hmm. but now with the cards that I have, I'm seeing some of them not really going up in price. So I'm thinking, so then I'm starting to change my strategy to be more like hoarding of like, the good, like the ones that are constantly rising in price. Yeah. So I'm like, even like, even though I didn't want originally, I didn't want like 20 Pikachu's, mm-hmm. but like now, now I kind of do because I, I just see the market for it, and to me, it just makes more sense from like a investments standpoint. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I like I've been buying two weeks ago I started looking into like uh, shadowless red cheeks like non first editions yeah because they were 
more affordable at the time. And even then, I was like, "Ugh, did I just pay too much for this? I paid like four fifty for two of them." Okay. And, and I thought, uh, "Did I pay too much for this?" But then, like this week, I'm seeing them sell for like close to seven hundred a piece. Yeah. So it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's just like That's I'm what... just trying to pay attention to like what the market is like. Really, like I'm really like stalking every single listing that's that's one of the things i don't think people understand is like you can buy a stock you know for 50 bucks and it could go up right but if you buy it you can buy a fucking piece of cardboard (laughs) for for a hundred dollars and then in a couple weeks somehow it's 1500 you're like wait what you're like what just happened yeah, it's, it's it's pretty wild. That's like that's kind of how I look at. It. So for me, like the sports cards, it's fun, but the Pokemon cards are like now that this is taking off, this is like like I'm fired up because this is my shit. <laughs> like so, it's like the the sports cards. It's fun for me, but I look at that more as like income versus like the Pokemon. Where I don't know, it's just like like the stock option is what i'm saying for the for the the sports cards like i look at those as little stocks <laughs> but um i saw i you got a couple japanese cards are those do you think there's like a big market for the japanese cards or do you think it's only the ones that they didn't make an english version of like say i have a fossil hollow zapdos or something and it's and i get that graded do you think there's actually like the same market as the English, or not nearly? That I'm not sure about. Like, I haven't really tapped into that at all, because um, it just, like, I, I've only looked into the Japanese cards that only came, like, in that Japanese form, yeah. most, for the most part, just because uh, the artwork I liked, I just thought it was a little bit more interesting. I uh, um, am with you on that. I think the Japanese cards are... I think they're, like, personally, I think they're better than the English versions. Yeah, and I, I understand that, too. Especially coming from, like, the car world, kind of. Yeah. Where, like, people really love, back in the day, like, uh, or even now, like, the Nissan Skyline. And it was because it was only in Japan, pretty mm. much. Like, or you couldn't get it, you couldn't get it in the U.S. Okay. So, it's like, it's kind of like that cool factor, because it is Japanese. Right. And, but it's also the reverse, too, like... I remember long, like maybe a couple of years ago or 10 years ago or something. Um, people, I've heard that people in Japan would convert their cars, like their Acura Integras to look like the U S editions because they thought the U S ones were cool. So it's just funny how like people are. I wonder if that's how it is at all for Pokemon. Like, I think so. you You think they want like the English ones? I think some of them do. Like, I think there is a market for that. Because I've bought, I've seen some listings that were, like, PSA graded that were, like, English cards selling in Japan. I'm like, that's weird. And that like, is a weird. Yeah. Don't so, like... Oh, go ahead. I think they, I think there are, I think there are people in Japan that like the English ones. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also the other way, too, where uh, people in America love the Japanese ones. And, but as far as, like, if it's the same exact card, like... Just like, like the, the the Zapdos example you said, but mm-hmm. it, it's just like the Japanese uh, language version of it. Yeah, 
I'm not I'm not sure about that. Um, at least in the U.S. market, I'm not sure because I feel like maybe because it's nostalgic, they want to be able to read it. Yeah. Like, I think there is some of that versus a card that only printed in Japanese where it's like, it's cool because it is Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just how I think about that it. That makes sense. There's, um, do you, do you like follow any of like the EX or GX cards? I'm trying, but it's, it gets really confusing for me. The, like, um, uh, the, uh, the English versions, some of them have like Japanese writing on like the actual picture. And then the Japanese version, they have it in English with the rest of the card Japanese. So I think, like, just things like that or, um, like, for a collector in the U.S., like, if you're not super, like, you're going after the English version and that's it, that could be a way to, you know, have a sweet collection for for cheaper, too. Yeah, for sure. Um. How do you – we want some tricks and some tips. How are you going about finding your cards? Like are you on just eBay or are you on yeah. anything else? Um, I, I was checking on StockX, but it just seems the variety is not really there. Um, is it overpriced on there too? I haven't checked that it out. Is, it is. It wasn't at first. I remember when I first got into it, I saw some on there. And I was like, oh, okay, that's – Maybe I should buy that, but then I still was kind of just being a little skeptical at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were some on there that were pretty affordable. Um, but then now it's just like ridiculous. Oh, like yeah. nothing on there is comparable to eBay. Oh, that's annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of Macari, but I haven't really checked it out. That's my go-to. Yeah. Um, I probably do that then, <laughs> dude. I will. I will definitely tell you some tricks and stuff on on Mercari. I will send you some of those. Um, nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's usually my go-to. Do you do anything like do you have any tricks that you use for eBay? Um mainly just watch everything. Uh, cuz I I am I just trying to see how much things sell for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch I watch everything. I I do lowball people. I message them directly. Um, as long as it's like not, I don't like try, I try not to insult people. Right. I try to do like a reasonable offer. Right. But also considering I know they're going to counter it. So it's like, I try to go a little bit lower yeah. just cause I know they're going to counter it with the price that I'm more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, not really. I just, I just watch how things are being so like the prices being are actually ending at. Yeah. Um, so like you, some, you'll watch what a card does for a week or two before you yeah. go buy it to see that it's trending up or something. Yeah, like except like the obvious ones like Pikachu, Charmander, right. Pul- Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. But like I was looking at a Dark Charizard for a long time, and um, the price just wasn't going up. I still bought one just because I liked it, but mm-hmm. and the price even checked today, and it's still not. It hasn't gone up since. So. Oh, not Dark Charizard, Dark uh, Blastoise. Um, but even the Dark Charizard hasn't really gotten up that much. Like, I think it was around maybe 600 when I was first looking into it. And now it's around, 
like maybe 900 or a thousand, but you could, I I even seen some for like 800, but it just didn't seem like such a huge increase compared to like other cards. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I do just watch things a lot. I'm also just watching, we, we, me and my girlfriend started rewatching the cartoon, like just cause I wanted to see like what characters had a lot of like showtime. That's smart. What characters, um, yeah, just, trying to figure out like what characters are funny or light or powerful or whatever. Like, right. like for some reason, Psyduck right. wasn't selling very well, but I thought I, like after rewatching the cartoon, I just think it's such a funny character. Cause it's such a like dumbass. Like, Idiot, I love yeah. It. <laughs> dumbass and, duck. Yeah. And everyone's just like hating on it. Yeah. I, I now like, I'm not sure. Like I can't, I don't have any proof. But like I remember when I was first looking at Psyduck, it was like maybe thirty bucks for a fossil PSA ten, oh, and wow. now it's like now someone's trying to sell it for like three fifty, like and that's like the only one I see. Oh so, really? Yeah, it's int- it's interesting. I don't know if they're thinking the same way as far as like maybe people are just like even though Psyduck isn't a like a strong character or like I guess in, in the card game mm-hmm. video games world. Like, I think there is that, like, nostalgic, like, factor to it. Like, people just like Psyduck because it's, like, that goofy character. Yeah. And I think that's where maybe that price is kind of going up. Makes sense. I'm not sure, but that's just my theory. Right. Um, Do you have any, like, thoughts on the... Have you seen, like, the Jumbo cards? Uh, I only saw that one Pikachu one. It was, like, the reprint of, like, the first edition Shadowless. It was, like... Eight by eight or something. They have, um, they come and you can buy them in the boxes and it's like the promo card and then there's a larger version of it. And I don't really oh. know what like the point of them are. I, got, <laughs> I, I don't think you can play with a fucking big ass card. But, right. <laughs> but, uh, I actually wanted one because I just wanted to frame it and kind of like put it up. Cause I, that, like that makes more sense as far as like Gary's, uh, modern art like theory like it just seems more yeah, like that's so true painting. that's why i kind of wanted one because i thought it was cool like kind of like just like getting a poster yeah but like a big ass card <laughs> yeah that's actually yeah that's actually not a bad idea um or like do you know like anything about like the tops cards that came out i don't okay. um yeah that's just one thing like i wasn't sure um like i looked at them i liked them I like the way they looked. It's just I was like not sure if they were a good investment. Right. Um, it just what well, I yeah I just wasn't sure. I can say, uh, may, before this explosion of Pokemon happened, you could buy a, a lot of a hundred of those things for less than ten bucks. And if you look at like the PSA tens now, which I'm sure it's super hard to get a PSA 10 in those because kids treated those things like garbage. But uh, the price is definitely shooting way up. Like even even a few months ago, you could get like PSA 9s or 10s for 20, 20 50 bucks. Um, and now the price is just, it's really going up on those things. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, check it out. But yeah. Have you, are you into like the basketball cards or anything? 
or just? Um, I'm not. I, like, I don't. I couldn't tell you like any NBA player <laughs> except like the ones that like Gary talks about. But like I, I don't watch sports at all, so I okay. really don't know what you think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you should look into. Do you watch like a lot of UFC? Uh, pretty much. Um, I try to. You should look uh, into those cards. I don't know if they really have a market yeah. though, or if they're just cool. But yeah, uh, that's one thing I'm not like. I haven't seen them. Um, I'm surprised they don't really like advertise it to me. I mean, maybe they will now since I'm talking to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna open Instagram and it's gonna be trying yeah. to sell you thirty packs of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about any of the uh, like the Black Star promo cards? Do you have any of those? Uh, I don't. Uh, I think they look cool. It's just, yeah. For some reason, I feel like the uh, just like the U.S. promo cards don't do as well as like versus like the Japanese promo cards. So I, I'm just not sure about them. Yeah. What do you think but, about yeah. like um, like I've been seeing a lot, especially on Mercari, unopened <clears throat> like vintage, super vintage like Pokemon merchandise, like old games that. Like, like those little kid watches, stuff like that. What do you think about that? Um, I haven't looked into that at all, so I'm not sure. Yeah. But I could definitely see those being uh, in demand. Mm-hmm. Because, just because the whole nostalgic factor of it. Right. But, like, uh, can that, I don't know if that stuff can get graded, <laughs> so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true, too. Because people want this graded, all the graded stuff. Which yeah, I mean, not necessarily because I'm thinking like vintage toys, like that people just never opened. Yeah, like, they they sell stuff like Star Wars and right. Um, so I think it's possible. What about like? Did, have you sent any cards into PSA? No, um, I I've been strictly buying graded cards, uh, except this one raw card I got from Japan because I just liked it a lot. It was. Um, this Psyduck uh, Scream card. It just looks like... Oh, real- it looks like a yeah. painting? Yeah, it looks like a painting. It looks kind of like scary. And I just really liked the way it looked. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but- it was like... It was way cheaper, ungraded. So I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. Right. Um, I was going to have... It, I was going to see if I could get that one graded. But I haven't um, done the looked into the process. And I heard like PSA is really backed up right now. So I was kind of like, take forever. Maybe I'll just do it, do it, yeah. Just do it later or something. Do is, is PSA and Beckett does Pokemon, right? Or no? Yeah. Um, I personally don't buy Beckett cards. Um, like because the grading is so weird. Yeah. Um, unless, unless it's a BGS 10 pristine, which is apparently really hard to get. Like, I don't want one. You said a um, 10 pristine? I think so. What is, is that like the equivalent of a PSA 10? No. So, like, it seems like a BGS 9.5 is more similar to a PSA 10, yet huh. the market doesn't treat it the same way. Like, right. Be, I guess just because it's not the number 10, like, they kind of seem to like not want it as much and so you just avoid those all together yeah so like and like i've seen well i saw a video by uh some youtuber where he showed his bgs9 Mm -hmm. um 
like Pikachu card or something versus a PSA nine, and it looked so different as far as like the whitening. It was on it like the VGS was so much worse, and I was like, "Wow, like that's pretty weird." Yeah, and the, the whole process yeah. of of getting cards graded to me is like it's I'm so iffy on it because it's a it's not a computer or anything. It's a person that's right. looking at this card. So it's like, yeah. All right. Well, I'm not saying that this, this happens, but what if Jeff that's grading my card is having a terrible day? He has yeah. a migraine. And <laughs> meanwhile, you know, Doug yeah. next door to him is having a great day. Feels great. Life is good. It's like that, that has to play into it a little bit, or it has Definitely. to have at yeah. some point. I, I think so. Like somebody just having a terrible day, like, fuck this guy. He's getting a nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are you like, I, I have, I have a couple cards that were PSA 10 and the centering isn't perfect. And I'm like, what happened here? Yeah. And you're like, you're like, I, you're, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm not even a professional grader and I can tell that that's off. Yeah. Like, so the, it goes the other way around too. I think where like people are like, it should be a nine, but like they're grading it a ten, just because I guess they're maybe their eyes not that good. Yeah, or yeah, you something, want, so. you want the you want the the PSA guy that's going blind, but not telling the company, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, are you are you gonna plan on sending anything in, or you're just not? Um, I still have like these a uh, couple of these GX packs here. Mm-hmm. If, if for some reason there's like Charizards in there, I haven't opened them yet, but if there is like a Charizard in there, then yeah, I'll probably get it graded and w- along with that side up card. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm going to try, uh, what's it called? Gem graded gems. I think it's like a third party service. Ooh. I think what they do is because they send in so many at once to PSA, they get like a discount. Oh, so, so the, then they mark it up a little bit and you, uh, the, it's weird. Like their price seems to be like one, like a penny less than if you did it on your own to PSA. That's weird. Yeah. So it seems like a win win. Yeah. And I think, um, I think because their volume of cards are sending in and they're paying for like that express service or whatever that. It just like happens to work out. I guess it's kind of like when you see those uh, people route like raffling out cars, yeah, and they just have like a ton of people and entering it for like ten bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, it becomes like the amount to actually afford to pay for the car, maybe even more. Yeah, I think it's kind of like how that works, where it's just like they have such a good volume of cars they're sending in that it, it just makes they make profit off it somehow. That makes sense. Um. So I want to ask you a couple a couple questions about working with Gary, and then we'll do some some. I usually do this or that questions, like "Would you rather," and they're usually pretty horrific. But <laughs> since since you have a professional job, I'm gonna not make it too <laughs> too bad. No, it's all it's all good. <laughs> all right. Um. So, how did you start working with Gary? Um. So. I applied like a regular person in like I didn't have like a special connection or anything. Didn't storm the castle. Uh, no. <laughs> not even I honestly didn't even know where it was, like which is oh my bizarre. God. <laughs> like uh, after watching 
I, I started rewatching the Daily V's, and I, I'm like, whoa, like this is so easy to tell where the hell this is now. <laughs> That's how you figured out where it was. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. Like, oh so, my gosh! Yeah, so like they put out a video, like D Rock put out a video on on Gary's YouTube in 2017. Um, it said like it was called like looking for content creators. Mm-hmm. And there was like a link in the bio or whatever description, and I applied. I got rejected. Um, maybe a few months later, I forget if I applied again or they just like just, like contacted me. Mm-hmm. I forget, but I, I know I got rejected again. And then maybe six months after that, uh, I got an email from Andy. He's our he's the director for uh, Team Gary. Okay. Pretty much like leads Team Gary. Um, he asked me to come in for an interview. Um, I thought the interview went okay. He gave me a homework assignment, and I sent it back the next day, and I just I, I never heard from him again. <laughs> oh, my God. So then I was like, damn, I must have fucked up or something. So then I, I was just like, I kind of like, I, I reached out again maybe like a week later. didn't hear from him. Um, so I just figured that I, I fucked up or I, I, I lost my chance. And then uh, just kind of went, along with my life and then in june 2018 he calls me back randomly didn't email me or anything uh, and he just says hey um are you still interested in the videographer position and i was like yeah and he's like can you start tomorrow i'm like oh my uh, god <laughs> okay <laughs> so then holy shit yeah i just went in and just pretty much gave me like a uh, like a t- he told me it was me like a two week trial period where like just to see like how I how I am because I wasn't I had like no real real life experience quote unquote like I, I didn't go to film school or anything like that mm-hmm. um, so those two weeks I just made as mu- like I just made as much content as I could and just like worked as hard as I could um, he extended it to another two weeks but then I think it became three weeks. So it was like a total of five weeks where I was kind of like in this, uh, almost like a freelance type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he's like, Hey, you're doing great. So we're going to, uh, you're going to be a resident, which is kind of like, um, like an employee, but you don't get like health benefits and stuff like that. It's kind of like a trial, like more like a paid intern almost. Okay. Um, and then did that for about seven months, I think. And then. Uh, became a full time hire after that. Fuck yeah! What yeah, um, a lot of work, but you know, it, I mean, it, it worked out. Everything was everything's great. Good man. Um, what like what are your daily like? What do you what are your roles there? Is it like when you say content creator? Mm-hmm. What what does that mean for people that don't know, like myself? Gotcha. Um, so. I, when I first applied, I thought it was going to be like, I was going to be his next D-Rock, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and for context, for people that don't know that what that means, like a uh, uh, cameraman slash video editor for Gary's um, vlog, his YouTube channel. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. Um, then it became more like I was, I was his uh, Instagram editor. Um, I 
think they, I think Andy thought I was stronger in that, especially because like I made, so I have this, um, Seinfeld based meme account. It's called Costanzagrams. I'm totally following that. (laughs) And I, I, I like built it from scratch pretty much. And like, I, when I think I applied for the job, I had around maybe like just under 300,000 followers or something. Wow. So I think Andy saw that I understood Instagram, like as far as like I knew how to like build an audience or like just understood how the content has to be like relevant to people. Mm-hmm. So I started mainly as like an Instagram editor for Gary and I still am today because I think they just think I'm, that's like my strongest point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as what a content creator is, well, for me, in my case, it was video because I was just, I knew how to did edit videos, but it, it also includes like graphic designers, um, writers, like people have, like we have Gary, people has uh, on our team are writers for his like blog, like his medium blog or like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much just making anything whether it's written video or, or picture or audio, like even podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, That's awesome. Yeah. And you love what you're doing, right? Have you always been into yeah. that? Um, so I remember when I was like 13, I was filming me and my friends just like doing BMX tricks. Okay. Oh, so you've really been into that forever. Yeah. But like, it was never a thing. Like this was in the late nineties where like, I didn't think, anything was gonna, like I didn't there was no like internet was very very early so I didn't know anything mm-hmm. I just like I just like editing videos so I thought like um there's no there's not gonna be a job for this in the future like I just thought like we're just me and my friends are just fucking around with like little editing stuff yeah. and I just thought like there's no way that I'll ever become like like this is never gonna become a job so I kind of gave up on that like possibility Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always like just like editing BMX videos like throughout the years after that like during high school and stuff just for fun like just to have like some kind of little edit that I made um, so then it, yeah it was like definitely a, an interest I had but not something I thought could be a career um, until like the internet really like I guess social media really started like blowing up and then yeah I just started uh making I mean I didn't even realize like like I didn't know you could even make money on YouTube like this was like 2015 like, I was like you could make money on YouTube I didn't even know that. <laughs> so like I, I, I yeah I was completely clueless but um yeah just making content in my case was just videos yeah what's what um this will be the last one of these questions what's your your favorite thing about working with or for gary um just just learning stuff all the time like like i said i started off as an editor Mm -hmm. like i didn't know i didn't know anything like i just knew how to edit basic stuff on premiere adobe premiere pro um now i know how to do live streaming i know how to make a podcast i know how to i didn't even know how to use a camera at the time like a dslr i didn't know how 
and now I know how. Um, yeah, it's just like it's weird. It's not like I went through a, a class mm-hmm. to learn all this stuff. It was kind of like they just kind of like threw me into like the lion's den, and I just like I had to like figure it out. That's awesome. That's and, sometimes that's the best way to do it. Yeah, it was like it was stressful and challenging, but it also just put a good like it was it felt like a lot of pressure mm-hmm. but it also pushed me to like really have to figure things out right like learn quick yeah and gary's all about speed so i had to like really figure things out fast um would you so say yeah. that was like the hardest thing about the job was like just the quickness um yeah but it was almost happened naturally because I think I just didn't, I didn't want to stay in the office till like 11 PM. Right. So <laughs> I would, uh, like I would use my time very wisely and also use my time efficiently. Mm-hmm. That way I can finish everything and on time. And it just kind of like naturally happens where like I knew I had to be faster in order to like get home on time. Right. Because I, cause like there was like the only certain amount of trains that ran, run, that's my place and i didn't want to wait for like that super late one (laughs) so yeah i was like i have to make it or else i'm I'm not i'm gonna be sitting here forever so it was kind of like i needed to (laughs) get things done faster right um so these will be the uh the would you rather slash you know this or that we'll start it off a little bit easy um pick your starter pokemon pikachu Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle? Uh, Bulbasaur. Good choice. That's a different choice. I would say he's yeah. probably like the least... He's he's the runt of the group. Yeah, I, I always liked the character. I mean, if it was like a personal favorite thing, it would be Squirtle, just because I really like Squirtle. But Bulbasaur seems to be, as far as the market goes very rare like it's hard to find and hard to find cheap so <laughs> that's why I, I go with Bulbasaur um, and my, my cat kind of looks like a Bulbasaur too so I like oh, oh really <laughs> interesting yeah, <it's> <laughs> are you okay uh, a hollow shadowless or a shiny hollow shadowless or shiny probably hollow shadowless uh, yeah I'm with you on that one it's crazy because, like, honestly, like, the Shadowless cards look kind of shitty. Like, they look yeah. like, yeah, they like they're look, almost they faded or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pikachu or Raichu? Pikachu. Um, fuck Raichu. <laughs> fuck Raichu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and then you said you and your girlfriend have been watching the cartoon again, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Misty, Nurse Joy... Or Officer Jenny. <laughs> <sighs> I like Nurse Joy because because that nurse outfit. No, it's just, <laughs> it always acts like like it's just like oh I'm, I, I forget in the cartoon like I forget if it was Nurse Joy or Officer Jenny, but they always act like like Ash is an idiot for not knowing that it's um different Nurse Joy. It's like how the fuck. <laughs> Because he's supposed to know that. You look exactly and sound exactly the same. Yeah. They just roast him. Yeah. I I just think that's funny. Like, 
like the uh, audacity of their like assumption that he should know the difference. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's not my fault. You have fifteen damn twins. Yeah, I, that's so. I forget which one it is, but whichever one always says that. I don't know which one it is either. Yeah, um, I forget if it's Nurse Joy or Jenny. And then the last thing, and then I'll let you get out of here, um, is just if you have anything going on that you want to let people know about. Um, yeah. Um, not, not really. I mean. Just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we, I, we started a pod, me and my girlfriend started a podcast it's called, is it just us? But, um, it's on YouTube. It's called like I I J U. Okay. Podcast. Um, is it on? Is it on Apple? Yeah. Okay. Um, our last one we were. It was, it's all about like Pokemon. Okay. Nineteen ninety nine cards. We're pretty much just. I wanted to like do something for people that are just getting into it to like kind of. It's like a first video lesson type of thing, or like like everything you need to know, like to just kind of like start getting into it. Right. Because I knew, I knew when I first got into it, I was just really overwhelmed with um, all the information, not really knowing where what to look for and stuff like that, uh, not, not being able to tell the difference between the cards and stuff. So we wanted to like just put something out for people that need that information. Yeah. Is that, um, is that what the link in your Instagram bio goes to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just let everybody know where they can find you at oh uh my instagram is at dustin not justin all one word um it's a real life problem so oh dude i bet honestly <laughs> the first time i heard you talking i was like wait is his name justin or dust <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it happens every single day but i, I introduced you as dustin don't worry nah I, I, even if people say justin i don't care like i'm not offended it's just more like I have, hate having to correct you because <laughs> yeah. it's like because then I feel like I'm being kind of like I don't know like stuck up about it or something right. but I just, it's just I just don't want you to be like why didn't you correct me then <laughs> yeah. so it's like it becomes a huge circle of like oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I totally get that I don't like per, I don't I, my, my name is John I don't have that I don't have that issue but like I totally can understand that like almost like panic of like should i correct them now or should i just wait and just like yeah <laughs> just let it happen later oh, man. like every time i go to uh like food places where i have to order something and they say justin i say yeah, yeah. I, I just say, yeah. starbucks you're just screwed yeah, <laughs> you just I'm gave like, up with them yeah I'm just, yeah whatever, whatever you want right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man all right man well I really appreciate you coming on here. And Thank you for uh, out. yeah, no problem. Anytime. Hopefully, we could do it again once. Uh, once you, your collection is just absurd, and I'm jealous <laughs> of everything that you have. <laughs> All right, man. I will let you go, and uh, thank you again. Thank you for having me on. Yep. Have a good one. You too. See ya. See ya. All right, there it was. That was Dustin, not Justin. And uh, hopefully you guys got something out of this. I hope uh, 
I really do. I hope everybody gets that. Well, that's interested, obviously. Get some info out of that. And, you know, I just watched The Last Dance. And I am mesmerized by Michael Jordan. And the soundtrack is like the 90s as well. So we're going to go out on this one to some LL Cool J. And until next time, everybody. Peace. Yeah, Trent said